What's up, Melanated family? This is your boy Harrison Mann from the Melanated Convo Podcast. I am so happy to be back for another episode. How's everybody doing? I got man when I say, <laughs> when I say I got a special guest on my show today. This is so real quick. You got to peep my evolution. When I first started my platform, I did this to interview black fathers solely who was going through things, who could express themselves in a particular way. This was all written. There was no video. It was none of that. This brother was one of the first brothers I interviewed um, on my podcast. And, and, and the information he gave me, the conversation we had, it stood with me. Like what he was going through was so miraculous to hear someone verbalize these type of issues when, again, a lot of my brothers, a lot of the men I'm around, we don't necessarily talk about shit with women in sports at times. This brother was open. He was transparent. So on today's show, we got my brother CJ from the Normalized Podcast. I'm going to bring him on really quickly so we can get into his story. This brother didn't made a damn movie out of his podcast. What? I'm going to play the trailer, too. We ain't going to play the whole thing. You got to pay for that. You know what I mean? I'm going to play the trailer, though, because it's it's powerful stuff. So I got my brother CJ on the show today. How everybody doing, man? I'm all excited and shit. How everybody doing, man? You know what I mean? Let's get into the black businesses, though. The health of our community. If you don't like injustice, if you don't like how we're treated, cool. Like, I, I understand you. But what are you doing, right? What are you actually doing? There's things you could do every day. You can go to your neighborhood and pick up grass. I mean, uh, pick up garbage. You can go to your neighborhood and mentor a kid. You can be a good father. Hey, <laughs> black men, being a good father is actually a revolutionary act. Let's say you don't want to march. I, I ain't went to march and I, I ain't going to put my fists up. I don't. Cool. Raise your kids. Teach them about history. Love on them. Right. Let your boys know it's OK to show emotion. Right. They say men ain't emotional. Yeah. Everybody got fucking emotions. A little boy got to be able to show it. You Being a great father is a is a revolutionary act in itself. And another thing you can do is support black businesses, bigger business, bigger businesses, smaller businesses, support black businesses to the best of your ability. We understand that Walmart is right down the street. I'm not telling you to take all of your money and just look for black business. It, it, that may not be feasible in today's society. I get that. But what I'm doing here on my show is I find qualified black businesses to share with the family. Like I always say, if you don't like one that I'm sharing, find another one. Tell me about it. You know what I mean? So if you're listening to this on any of the digital platforms, please leave a review for the show. If you're on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts digitally, please leave a review, share it with your friends. All my um subscribers from Melanated Fathers TV, I appreciate you. If you're not subscribed to Melanated Fathers TV, you plan, go over there right now, stop this video, go over there right now and do that so you can get all these shows, the clips from these shows, you can get the History Matters section that I'm passionate about. Because before we can know where we're going, we got to know where, we're, where we've been. You feel me? So give me one second, man. We're going to get this thing popping with the black business segment. I'm excited, man. This is a brother who we've been talking and communicating shit like two years now. So the fact that I have a platform where I can bring him on and see his face and talk to him and talk about him, talk about his movie. All of this is a blessing. You feel me? So let's get everything started. The first black business. I am. A big fan, if you guys aren't familiar, I'm a big fan with a show called The 85 South Show. The 85 South Show is a comedy platform started by three comedians, um, Carlos Miller, DC Youngfly, Chico Bean. They started this platform on YouTube where they pretty much have a comedy show, a three-man comedy show. 
Now, I'm I'm big on history, like I said, and I'm I know the history of a lot of things. And in comedy, this is the first time. This is a revolutionary thing they're doing. Three comedians all on the stage at one time. Their YouTube channel has gotten almost a billion views at this point. But what I'm highlighting today, because I love the businesses, I love evolution, though, too. What I'm highlighting today is the fact that these brothers took and all my creators. This is some game right here. That's that. That's why I'm talking about this. They took their show, which was on YouTube, getting millions upon millions of views. They took it out of that algorithm and took it into their own hands, meaning now they have channel 85.com. Channel 85.com is where you can subscribe for like $8.99 a month and you get all of their comedy shows directly to this platform. This is brilliant. All my creators, everybody out there who don't like how they're being treated by corporations or the corporate structure. Understand you can start your own shit. You can put your shit out on your own, under your own terms. These brothers created this platform where it's $8.99 a month and they do their comedy show on this platform. They do um, different skits and they're just brilliant, funny comedians. What's the difference between this and Netflix? You can have your own damn Netflix. You just gotta be of the mindset of someone that wants to do that. You know what I mean? Again, like I always say, there's nothing wrong with having a job. Most of us have to work to provide for our families. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have any type of creative endeavors that you're trying to embark on, do that shit. Who knows how far you can go, but the first step is starting. You know what I mean? So I want everybody to go to channel85.com. These brothers got their show that you'll see on this platform. They got clothes that they sell um i'm just really i don't know these brothers personally of course but these are brothers who i've watched them grind i've watched them come from the mud and create their platform on their own not on someone else's back they created it on their own they had their clothing line which is 85 south apparel it, as you can see here um i actually have one of the hats on right now that's why i wore it so we need to support all types of black businesses and these brothers um are grinding and in my opinion they're soon to be legends in the comedy game so everybody do me a favor and go to channel 85.com that's channel 85.com channel 85.com subscribe even if you don't want to subscribe yet you know what you can do here let me show you the close really quickly here before i before i continue hold on one second hold on one second if you don't want to subscribe or you're unsure, let's say you've never heard of these brothers. That's cool. That's fair. I recommend going to YouTube. Go to the 85 South show on YouTube and you can see a lot of the old shows on there. You can see a lot of the the recent episodes where they interview like uh, people in the music industry, people that TV stars, a lot of your your black entertainers who are really prolific they have them on the show let me show you the clothes really quickly here i thought i was sharing it but i wasn't this is 85 south um 85 apparel company everybody listening to my voice on the digital platforms i am highlighting my businesses where i am showing visual images of these businesses if you would like to see the visual images please go to melanated fathers tv that's where you can find the video version of this podcast but see nice gear you know what i mean and having your own shit, there's nothing wrong with having your own shit, y'all. Have your own. Figure out a way to get whatever you want to get popping. Like I said, work a regular job. Provide for your family. Do what you got to do. But what are you doing for yourself? What are you doing for yourself? And that can, look, 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 look. That can be a business. Shit, that can be fishing. 
that could be mentoring. You like sewing. You like fucking it. It see the 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 task at hand does it. It it that's contrary. It's really about what feeds your soul, family. You gotta feed your soul, man. If your job ain't feeding your soul, I'm not telling you to quit because <laughs> the mortgage is due next month. I'm telling you, just find something on the side, family. Find something on the side. You ain't been being a good father. You ain't got a good connection with your kid. That can be your thing. You see what I'm saying? So whatever that thing may be, that's a part of me talking about the business is to inspire the family to go after whatever the hell you want. So that is channel85.com, channel85.com. Go there today, subscribe, tell me how you like the show. Now, last business before I get my, my brother CJ on here. This is a sister who reached out to me because I reach out to people on Facebook and, and ask who are or where are their black businesses that I can talk about, that I can promote for free. I do it for free now. That may change in the future, but for now, it's completely free. So this sister, hold on one second. Let me find this sister real quickly here. Let me share my screen. Share my screen. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. So this sister has a platform called Ascribe Educational Consulting. And let me get the sister's name so I can represent her properly. Because I, I, I sometimes I look at a business and I'm like, this is just a great idea. Like this ain't even something I, I conceptualized in my mind that somebody would do. They can make money from, but it's a whole bunch of stuff you could do family. This is his name, Sonia Lewis. She has a business called Ascribe educational consult. Well, ed yes. Educational consulting. And what she basically does, she is the visionary and CEO behind Ascribe educational consulting. If you look at the screen, it's at, it's ascribe success.com. Um, she is an anti-racism impact strategist who helps organizations, organizations and individuals with leveraging equality. She's an expert at moving organizations past the acknowledging the systematic negative impacts of racism, but strategically planning to leverage equality, humanity and belonging. Yeah. And through this, let me let me let you see something really quickly here. Some of the services she offer. The Teach In is revolutionary. The Teach In, which is a visual supplemental program for kids, K to 12, which is which is important. Kids need to know where they come from. Kids need need, need to have some type of connection to their lineage. Um, scared passages, doula services. So she offered doula services as well. Mental, physical and emotional support throughout this journey. She offers equity um, mindset shift. Receive um, equity training for your leadership team. You know what I mean? So that's really important. Anti-racism webinar. She facilitates those sessions. She is a speaker as well. She is a public speaker. So if you need someone to come speak at your business about how to navigate when, you know, you're up against racism or you're experiencing something that you know isn't correct, sometimes how you approach it is everything. Right. You can't just fly off the handle to address situations at times. Sometimes you have to be strategic. And sometimes you may need some some consulting. So everybody, please go to AscribeSuccess.com. That is AscribeSuccess.com, Ascribe Educational Consulting, so you can get a handle on whatever it is you're going through business-wise. Like we see here, she has the doula service. She has um, the, the teach-in, the virtual supplemental program for K through 12. We all understand how important our 
how important our babies are in evolving their mentality when it comes to everything they're bombarded with on a day-to-day basis, right? So this, so this sister name is Sonia Lewis. I'm happy to present her business to you guys. Again, Ascribe success.com for all my digital listeners ascribe as a s c r i b e s u c c e s s so ascribe second word success.com go to today you may not even have known you need some of these services but check out what she offers let's support my sister you feel me now for the guest today let me bring my guest on let me bring on my boy hold on one second All right. So on my show today, like I was saying, I have a brother who both of us, right, because we we met two years ago, we've been able to see each other's evolution, the moves we're making, the things we're doing. And it's just been great to see. And this brother created a great platform called the Normalized Podcast, where he speaks about the things he's had to endure in his journey in becoming a man. And this is important for all of us, because like I said, a lot of us do not talk. We go through things and we don't speak about it. He's, he's being extremely transparent with his platform. And then, and then the brother hit a home run because he made a movie out of his podcast. And when I say I'm going to play the trailer a little later, but when I say this is a Netflix type movie, when I say, cause I didn't know what to expect. I've never made a movie. I know how movies look on TV. I didn't know what he was gonna send me. This shit was great. Like the the quality of the the quality of the movie, the actor that he has playing it. Well, I ain't gonna give it all away. It's just a great movie that everybody needs to be a part of and check out. So today on the show, I got my brother CJ. What's up, CJ? What's going on, Harrison? How you doing, man? Can I just doing good? Can I just take take a second to say, man, brother, you walk the walk, like. <laughs> It is. There is no cognitive dissonance with you at all. Like your actions match your words and your beliefs, and it all comes together with this presentation that you have, this platform that you created. Um, to hear you talk about these businesses which have no interest in you, therefore you're not getting paid for it. I mean, that's amazing. That's like giving back to another degree, um, because so often we think about how is it going to interest me um, yep. when I'm doing something, and and you've you've done just a selfless act and just by helping out others. Um, so that's just an amazing thing to see. It's something that we obviously need more in our community. It's something that I can improve upon. So just watching it, watching you model it, you know what I mean, is, is great to see. Um, and it makes me think and it makes me, you know, really question, like, what am I doing right now that is helping <laughs> others others out? I mean, because just to watch it, it's just beautiful, man. So I'm, I don't know how many shows start like this, but I was they just hit on so many positive, just so many positive, thoughtful, yet reasonable things lessons just to you know to live by in life and um that, that's just it's just a nice approach man so kudos to you congratulations man congratulations. thank you brother thank you brother now so we spoke before but i want my listeners potential moviegoers we need yeah. to we need to get into your story a little bit so tell everybody where you're from cj all right so i'm originally from a, a town outside of washington dc uh called um germantown maryland um after college most of my life though i live in baltimore maryland and oddly enough um, we talk about having our regular nine to fives. I work in Chicago. So every week from Tuesday to Friday, I travel to Chicago um, mm. to do my job, um, which is a very, 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 very good job. Um, and then I, and I then I come back, you know, to be a father. Um, so it's it's you know, it's um, it's an investment in time. It takes away from the family, but there's a reason why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it and it helps finance a lot of my my adventures. So, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices in certain areas to get to where you want to go. Um, but so I kind of live in Baltimore, Chicago. I got two places. 
Got it. Got it. Okay. So talk to me real quick about like the normalized podcast, like why the podcast? So, and, and, I, and honestly, that's funny because that's, you know, the movie is about how the podcast started. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. And so why the podcast? You know, I was going through, and I, and I still struggle with a lot of different um, isms in life. Um, but at the time of my life, I was really going through some bad drinking issues and um, got in an accident and um, started seeking therapy. And the therapist was like, you know, you got an interesting story. You should do a podcast. And I had no idea what a podcast was. This was back in 2017. Research what a podcast was. Was like, all right, but going from like my creative juices to some of the things you're talking about, how can I be different? How can I make this different from what everybody else is saying? Because so many of these podcasts, it just talks about, you know, the trivial uh, sports, sex, and drugs. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. that that's what people that, that's what we get typecast as. And sometimes we feed into that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to be different. I'm like, I want to explain everything from my perspective and what my role was, how I was responsible for what happened to me in my life. Even if it's external factors coming in, how did I interpret that information and respond to it? So um, that's how it started. Um, but never did I really realize it was really about mental health. The mm-hmm. mental health component kind of came um, later on. It evolved. So it started off with me wanting to be different, wanting to tell my story a little. Um, but I really was trying to think of a creative way to get my views and opinions out there. But really what was happening was I was doing therapy on a, on a podcast and mm-hmm. uh, self-therapy for a podcast, you know, that self-soothing that you're talking about, clearly what you have right now with Melanated Fathers is, you know, that's that's your thing. Mm-hmm. And this podcast became my thing, um, but I was different with it. I used music different. I used audio cues differently. And so I try to engage the listener with my stories that are always scripted. Um, it's never just me rambling. So it comes out making sense. I close the loop on any loose ends that I talk about it throughout the show. Um, so it's engaging. I kept it small to like 25 minutes because I know that's maybe somebody's average commute time to work, you know, just enough time to keep your attention. And I know what I'm talking about. You're listening to and you're thinking about it in yourself. Oh, man, you know, that happened to me. You know what I mean? Or oh, I remember some, that happened to one of my friends. You're not even necessarily listening to me the way you are as you're, you're reminiscing. You know what I mean? And when I felt I've learned that once I get you to kind of reflect on yourself and reminisce on yourself, I got you. I got mm-hmm. you as my listener. Um, and so that's kind of how the podcast started. And that was some of the creative things I did to make it different um, and unique. And what's more unique than your own story? <laughs> you know, exactly. that's, that's yeah. everybody has a unique story. Um, but I had to get you to want to listen to me. You know, it's not just me rambling. I had to get you to really buy in. And the only way to buy into people is when they're vulnerable. Because when yeah. they're vulnerable, you can empathize. And next thing you know, yeah, we have a relationship. So yeah. those were the kind of things that I was doing um, to build up my listenership. Got so it, that's, got it. That's the podcast. Forty shows later, and then I then with the movie with the film started, and we'll talk about that. I I haven't done a show in like ten months because I took time off. Um, I was going through some things, but I also took time off to do the movie. Mm. Um, so you know, definitely get going to get started back on the podcast. Um, I left it at a nice place to pick back up. It's kind of did that on purpose, but it's taking some time. Got it, got it. Now, so um, what do you think is it about men? Because I, you know, I'm. Speaking about black men, but men in general, what do you think uh-huh. is it about men who don't feel comfortable speaking about the things they go through? Like, why do you why do you think we close ourselves off like uh, like that? And we don't let our woman in. We don't let our friends in. Why do you think sometimes we choose to suffer in silence? Um, You know, I can speak for me. Yeah, of course. Why I held it in at the beginning. Um, A lot of times there was I didn't love myself the way I needed to love myself. So I was really shameful. 
Um, mm. And I didn't like just have the, the, the respect for myself that I needed. Um, so I was kind of scared to talk about how I was feeling because I just didn't, I was, I was, just, I was ashamed of myself. Um, there is also a tendency for us, you know, they talk about hypermasculinity all the time. You hear it in, in the media, you hear it on, on social platforms. People talk about what hypermasculinity is. And unfortunately, you know, in, in the black community, we live in the hypermasculine world. I mean, I grew up on Vicky and Pac and, and Scarface, like, and I still do listen to them. Like, I'm still stuck in the 90s, but I never really paid attention to the impact that music was having on me. And, it, and even though they were expressing themselves ironically enough, it made me want to be tough. And when you're tough, you know what I mean? You don't talk. Like you just kind of walk with, you know, you walk, you walk and you, and you, and you don't, you don't cry. You don't show any emotion. You don't let anybody know that they're getting over on you. Um, and you keep it all in, but when you keep it in, it's going to come out one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, and it typically can come out through an ism, you know, it can be, you know, addicted to sex, can be addicted to drugs. It can be addicted mm -hmm. to alcohol. Um, it can be addicted to gambling. It can be, it's going to come out. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to try to figure this out one way or the other if you're not really addressing your, you know, your mental health. I mean, mm -hmm. that's basically what talking is, is, you know, it's your mental health. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. Now, something because <clears throat> you you did the podcast mm -hmm. and to me, I, just, I don't know your numbers or anything like that, but it's a success to me, like how it mm -hmm. sounds how it can help people, the information that's being presented, that's a success to me. Now, what made you want to go from doing the podcast and letting people hear you to actually doing the movie? Um, you know, it's 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 a wild story, but basically I was listening to another podcast um, and a brother named Dan, Damien Kaur was on this podcast and he's um, um, a cinematographer and he was a part of the Wu-Tang documentary on Showtime. He was one of the cinematographers on the Wu-Tang documentary. And he was saying things that kind of like you were saying. He, uh, he's, he was a professor at Howard University at the, at the time. Um, and he was saying things like there are so many platforms for people to get their voices out. Um, but, you know, people just need like a unique story and need to actually take advantage because you do got Netflix. You do got Amazon. You do got Google. You got so many. They're just countless. Um, mm -hmm. But people need something unique and you need a good story um, and you need content. And as I was listening, I was like. Hmm. I got all of those. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm like, and I'm always on to the next one. I mean, I didn't, we haven't talked about it yet. We can talk about my bipolarness. Um, but I'm always off to the next thing. My brain is constantly racing. So it's really hard for me to be in the moment, be where my feet are. And um, I was like, I wonder how mine would um reach um how my podcast would trans translate visually. Mm -hmm. So um I knew the, the the host of the podcast. I reached out to him. Um, I said, can you send my podcast over to Dame? Um, take, have him take a listen and see if we can work together. Um, it took about three weeks. And this is something for people to never give up because sometimes you don't get that instant gratification. Dame got back to me probably a couple of weeks later and he was like, he loves the show. And he definitely thinks there's some way that we could actually take the stories because it's a story based, you know, what our movies, what our films, their stories, and then translate it into film. Um, so we went through the process of, creating a, um, a film. And the first thing we did was create a story. And the first time I and I had to create the story and I didn't know what to do. Um, and he tried to guide me and I learned so much about the film industry and I, I wrote a story and it was shit. And he told me it was shit. <laughs> like the first story I wrote, was like, what the hell is this? this is <laughs> and I got down on myself. Um, I was like, man, maybe I can't do this. Maybe that's not what it, this is meant to be. But I was like, CJ, just focus up, try one more time. Um, and then 
So instead of having some like really complicated story about where I'm trying to hit all these different issues and trying to just like control all these different narratives and, and just get so many different opinions that I have out, I basically went back to keeping it simple. And I was like, well, how did the podcast start? Hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's, I just tell the story of how the podcast started. Definitely, definitely. Now, you just mentioned something that I was going to talk about later, but I want to get into this because you, you're, 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 you're very transparent about this. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you manage, you, you mentioned being bipolar. Yeah. Talk to me just for anybody who may be going through this, who hasn't spoken out about it, who's embarrassed about it. CJ, talk, cause I have no idea, bro. I can only imagine. Talk to us about how, 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 how are you, how can you manage that? Like, what do, what do you, what do you do to manage it? How do you, what do you do to help yourself just to make sure you're still like we talk about normal? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think one of the best things you can do is, is to go to normalizepodcast.com and listen to episode, I think it's 34 and it's called The Diagnosis. And mm-hmm. I made that episode um, to talk about me just being recently diagnosed as bipolar 2, which is different from bipolar 1. And just mm-hmm. to give you some kind of understanding of what bipolar 2 is, it's more depressive states followed by mania. So you may have like a week of depression followed by like three days of mania. So one of the things that I had to learn was depression isn't what you always think depression is. Depression isn't necessarily um, you get being in bed being like, I want to die. Depression can be you being in bed and not being able to sleep. You know, there's mm. different characteristics of depression um, that I talk about in the show. Um, and then the mania is actually a part that if you talk to people who are bipolar, they probably like the most because the mania is where your creative juices go. You get like this sense of confidence, sometimes arrogance. Um, you think you can't, there's nothing that can stop you. And it's just mm. this energy that does just this energy that just doesn't stop. Um, and, you know, how do you, how do you, but, but it can cause when you get too full of yourself, that's a problem because mm. it can go towards other areas. Again, um, if, um, my mania was sometimes out of control. I'm like, shit, I need my head to stop racing. Well, what's the best way for me to stop my head from racing is to take a drink, mm. you know? And so to calm my thoughts down. So you know, there's that mania that's always followed, you know, the, that's followed, um, that follows the, the, the depressive state. Um, and it's not multiple personality disorder. It's not me being like CJ one day and Joey the next day. Like, oh, I can't figure this dude out, man. He has all these damn personalities. It's not multiple personality disorder. And I think a lot of people confuse bipolar with multiple personality disorder. It is mood swings. You know, there's, there is a difference. I'm not different, acting as different people. Um, but there, are, there is mood springs, but it is depressive, depression and mania. Um, those are the symptoms. And there's all these other little symptoms that feed up into those kind of those larger elements. Um, and I'll be honest, it's not easy to manage because personally, as I said before, I don't like to I don't like to take away my mania. My mania, I, say, I feel like it's, it's a double edged sword. It's allowed me to be as successful I am in my career, um, mm. which is you know something I felt like another thing in the podcast that people should focus on. Blacks who are doing things professionally that aren't always sports related or aren't always entertainment related. I'm in the engineering industry and I hold an extremely good position in the engineering industry and I'm not an engineer. Um, And, you know, I've worked really hard over 18 years to get to where I am. Um, And so, you know, I can't 
teach you how to make, well, right now I can't, hopefully I can, you know, be five million a year, but Hey, I can tell you what it's like to be making like two fifty to 300 a year. And mm. you know, that's a good place to really generate wealth because you can start other things and invest in other opportunities, especially within your community. Mm-hmm. So those are areas that, you know, I really wanted to focus on with the podcast, but I don't like to take away that mania. Um, and I have to realize though that mania can get me in trouble. So I have to remember, and that's another thing. Remember to remember like the, like the bad places that that stuff has led you to. But I have to remember to take my medication. Um, you know, it's you, you don't like it. Um, people sometimes are anti-medication. Look, you're always putting something in your body that you don't really know what it is. <laughs> so, Every day. <laughs> so, so you just need to accept that and understand, yeah. have a little bit of trust. You know what I mean? Um, and so I have to trust in my medication. And people have said there's a noticeable difference when I'm taking my medication and when I'm not. Um, mm. There's a noticeable difference when Kanye West, who I know is bipolar, I can just see it. There's a noticeable difference when he takes his medication and when he doesn't. You mm. know what I mean? There are yeah, you can just see it. So it's it's remembering to take your medication, man. Um, but but you have to if you want to improve yourself. If you don't want to improve yourself, don't take it. But the problems will come. The consequences will come from that. Mm, definitely definitely now something i wanted to touch on real quick just a, about the movie i'm not going to give nothing away but the character mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. like he was speaking to someone and he had like a um he had like a negative outlook on his mm-hmm. own success compared mm-hmm. to someone else's mm-hmm. like what 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 do you think that comes from because i see that that spoke to me mm-hmm. i see people do that like they mm-hmm. they want to be somewhere they'll see somebody who's where they want to be and it's not like a motivating thing. They get down on their cell or they start hating on that person. Like, what do you, what do you think that yeah. comes from? Well, it's, 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 it's insecurities. Um, and those were my feelings. And, and those are areas where I um, have to always work on. The reason why I talk positively about my career is because I used to be so negative on who I was. And even if I was were in a good place, um, I didn't think that it was a good place because I had so much self-hate, um, self-doubt. I had so many insecurities and all of these are symptoms that are that come with you from just life. You know what I mean? Um, being a black male, um, all those external pressures that were coming on me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just goes back to basically how one is viewing themselves um, and just doing the should as I should have done this or I should have done that. Um, you know, it, it, it just it it comes from a place for me, I think, growing up insecure without a father in the house. Um, I think growing up poor, um, being the poorest kid on the block. Hmm. Um, and, it, and it wasn't like, it wasn't in poverty, you know what I mean? So I didn't have to deal with issues of poverty because my neighborhood wasn't in poverty. It wasn't, you know what I mean? I was just that poor kid on the block, you know what I mean? Who, um, that's just where I was. And so those led to insecurities going to a school that was out of my district that um, didn't have people that kind of looked like me. Um, hmm. It just, it made me doubt so much about myself. And I really try to articulate that self-doubt um, throughout my podcast, which is nice to see it actually reflected well in the film. Um, so it's good to see you pick up on that. I appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, let me see here. So, because a lot of the movie too is kind of just dealing with the pressures of certain things, but mm-hmm. also temptation, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. what are what are because again I'm I'm neither one of us are experts but I mm-hmm. I just need 
I like your take on a lot of these things because you've been through it. Me too, but yeah. you've been through it. So what what can men do? Like what how, how can we avoid the temptation? How can we avoid the things that we know are going to put us back to a state where we're unsure of ourselves or it's negatively affecting our work or our family or our bodies? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's being triggered and you have to they, they, they call it the, the relapse um, process, um, which isn't just once. So they say once you take a drink, um, you've actually relapsed maybe a week before, like because the thought mm. was planted and you started making reservations for how you could get that into your body. Mm. Um, so that's that's what that's called. Um, and it's it's um, it's a hard it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to like describe, you know, we all have those triggers. And, and so for me, how do you. How do you prevent from those triggers? The first thing that you have to do is you have to accept that this is a problem with you. Um, and I still struggle with it. I'm not going to lie. I still struggle with it every day. Um, there are different life situations that you go through um, that make you think you can handle certain things and you do handle it. But then something happens and you, you don't handle it, you know, and as you try to figure this process out, this life, which is very confusing. It's, you know, mm -hmm. even after 42 years, life can be still confusing. I've learned to ride the wave a little more, but it's still a challenge. So when you get these these triggers, and the first thing you do have to do is accept that this is causing a problem in my life. Um, and my life is out of control, and I've, I. You froze up a little bit there, CJ. Okay, so it looks like my brother's screen. Is... No, wait a minute. I can't hear you. Hold on one second. Your mic is. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let me see something here. Unmute. Something happened with your mic, bro. It says your mic isn't connected. So give us one second, guys. My, my brother. Yep. Hear me? There we go. There we go. Now you can edit that out. I don't know how my <laughs> mic just went to mute. I wasn't touching my screen. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I don't know what what you heard or, or didn't hear, um, but. Like as I hear myself say the things that you have to do to recognize this triggers and accept your accept yourself because if you don't, it's going to lead down this wrong path. When I'm having an issue or relapse or when I'm going through um, when I'm going through different phases, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily live up to the even what I said. I put that on the side. That's why medication is so important because the medication helps the the compulsive attitudes and the compulsive. Um, activities, um, your impulses to do certain things, mm -hmm. medication will actually slow that down. That really, the medication will slow your brain down, it slows your compulsivity down, and you won't have an impulsive action. So that's why medication is important to take. Um, and you just have to be willing to take it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, again, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's always can be a challenge. Yeah. And, 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 and I would think as a man, if you have to take uh, some medication or a yeah. pill to feel better, you may feel yeah. kind of weak. Like, I don't want to take that shit today or I don't need to do that. But yeah. nah, if if you have a family, if you have people around that love you, that you love, if that's in the best interest of these people, then you have to do what you got to do. And like you said, you made a good damn point. We put stuff in our body every day where it's somebody telling us what it is, but we don't fucking know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we don't. Um, see life as a pie. This is what my doctor told me. And you have different pieces of the pie that make your, your you make it whole. Um, and you know what I mean? And it can be, you know, your physical health, your, your mental health, your emotional health. Um, but it can also be, you know, when we talk about your mental health, it can be medication. 
Um, and you need all those pieces of that pie to make it whole. And if you don't have, if you take a slice out, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be your life, your body, something will struggle. I mean, we are all walking towards death. We get that. The second we're born, we're walking towards death, but we don't have to sprint there. Right. Mm-hmm. We can do things that kind of slow, slow that, that process down. Um, and that ironically enough to slow it down is to take care of yourself. Definitely. Definitely. And you mentioned something again that we talked about before, but you know, we're, we're doing the video thing now. So I want to cover this also. Yeah. And I liked your take on it. So talk to me about like not having your dad there. Like would it, cause a lot of men that I know don't express themselves in, in a hurtful way. Like they make it sound like it wasn't nothing. He wasn't, I ain't need him all this type of shit. When I don't think that's true at all. Like one, if there's not a mom and a dad in the home, there's a level of dysfunction going on. You just got to figure out what level that is per se. But talk to me about your experience with that. Like not having your dad around your relationship with him, like how that affects you. Right. And I'll, I'll say a couple of things. You can be, you can have two parents in the home and it'd still be a level of dysfunction. Very true. Um, yeah. Um, true. And you can be separated and have no dysfunction because you work mm. well with each other. Um, but my, my father not being there, I didn't think like I don't need him or anything like that. It was because I only I only knew what I knew, and I knew that he wasn't there. He was there until I was like three, and then he, then he left. And I would see him on the weekends, but that drastically, drastically kind of curtailed. Um, and then, you know, I just didn't see him that much. And then by the time I became a teenager, my peers became my friends. So I didn't realize what was happening to me. My 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 my, my peers didn't become my friends. My peers became my influencers. Um, and I didn't realize what was happening to me. And I didn't have that structure. And what my life was, was chaos. Like every day was something different. You know what I mean? Like what, what clothes am I going to wear? Well, I got to borrow some clothes for my friends. Like, how am I going to get to school? You know, do I have enough money to catch the bus? Um, you know, am I going to have enough money to get something to eat? So every day there was like chaos. My mom's working two or three jobs. She's doing what she has to do. So I come home and I'm just with my boys. And we're just doing, you know, just doing whatever. I did have football, uh, but, you know, it just it, it it just was it was hard. So I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and now I realize the damage because I'm a father. Mm. Now I'm seeing what it actually means to be a father and be there constantly. You have to be there constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's just what I missed. And so that constant reinforcement, because I wasn't getting that reinforcement, because I didn't have him say, son, you're strong, love yourself, you can do this. I never had that once. You know what I mean? So I was insecure about everything. I never didn't have confidence in anything. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't love myself because nobody really told me you need to love yourself. Hmm. Um, and so I just started a- acting out. Um, you know, I had, I had a good heart, so it didn't take me down too b- bad of a path. Um, but and I thank my mom for that. But you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. So not having him wasn't like I, I didn't understand at the time. I only understand what the impacts of not having a father when I'm when I'm a father. Got um, it. Yeah. Got that, it. Got that, it. That now, yeah. yeah, definitely. Now, um, this is something I always ask fathers because I because I I I think about this for myself because I have five boys. Older yeah. Than yeah, 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 yeah. Started at 17, so I didn't been through a whole bunch of shit yeah, trying to be yeah. a father to these kids, right? What have you learned about yourself since becoming a father? Is there anything that that because sometimes kids put a mirror in your face and and, and they let you see who you are? So is there yeah. anything in particular or just t- talk to talk to us about that for a minute? What have you learned about yourself since, since becoming a father? That's a good question. Um, I've learned that, you know, I'm definitely not patient the way I thought I was. Hmm. Um, I, um, they've taught me 
more on just how I should be. I mean, mm. it's, it's where, what I've learned about myself. They've just taught me a different way to live life because it is the hardest and the best thing you'll ever do. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? And um, sometimes you just want to scream and be like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's times when you're just like, come here. I don't ever want to let you go. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. You know, and um, they taught me just they taught me how to love myself more because mm -hmm. they show me how much they love me. Like, you know, I'm not here um, most of the week. And, you know, my little girl's like, I miss you. I need you to come home. Now, that, that breaks your heart. But, you know, you're doing it for a reason. But at the same time, um, you know, she's like, you need to come back to Maryland so I can see you. And it's just it, it, it's hard. Um, and But they've taught they love me so much, so unconditionally. You know, it makes you look at yourself and be like, you got to be there for them because they, they you're their everything. And you have to. Yeah, and then when you realize you're their everything, like you are starting to love yourself a little more. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my experience. I mean, definitely, definitely, definitely. And so also, because I think that's that's very true. And I'm I the the patience thing is big for me. I I, I became like an extremely patient person yeah. um, once I had kids. But me just being younger. Right. So I'm 17, 18 trying to do this job. And it, it, it just it's just it, it shows you how the level of maturity that you're not at yet. And you're struggling with, you know, trying to provide and trying to teach a person lessons that you may not have even learned yet. Yourself. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. You got to double back and be like, remember, remember what I told you when you was nine. <laughs> right. and it's like, and how do you teach them something when you're doing that same action? When they see yeah. you doing that action, yeah. you know? And that yeah. is a maturity. That is a maturity thing, and that's 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 not easy. You know, it's I mean, not I, easy. I, so it's not easy thing to do. Um, yep, it's kind of do as I say, not as I do. And, <laughs> and I was just going to say that I was raised, and that's probably one of the worst things that <laughs> reverberated in our community because everybody said it: do as I say, not, not as I do. And it, it hit me like, <laughs> wait a minute, they're actually doing everything they see me do, and not what I say. They're watching my actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's 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 yeah. Their their thoughts aren't aligning with their the, their actions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now in the movie, it looked yeah. as if like the character at times was using like manipulation as yeah. a survival tactic. Like, why do you why do you think do do you think that's a a part of the sobriety? Do you think that's a part of the depression? Like, why do you think? I, yeah, I think that's part of the isms. You become mm. a master manipulator. Now you'll hear stories, especially people who are addicted to drugs. Um, you know how they manipulate you to get your money. The things that how they manipulate their parents, you know, to enable them, um, or yeah. how they manipulate the parents and the parents therefore enable them. Um, so you know, and you learn to manipulate to get what you want. Um, I learned at a really young age um, that people liked my personality, um, and I was never able to like financially get what I want. But I could manipulate situations, manipulate um, people to get what I want. Um, and that's, and you don't want to be considered a master manipulator, but I was so good at manipulating. I manipulate myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, then it just becomes a mess <laughs> because how do you, like, how do you, how do you, or how are you a good person when you're manipulating yourself? You're, you're rationalizing, you're figuring out ways to do the things that you know, aren't really helpful for you as mm -hmm. a person. Um, mm -hmm. so I really wanted in the film to, um, to show that manipulation I wanted to show the battle between the positive thoughts and the negative thoughts that I have 
and how sometimes I said, yeah, it's depressive followed by manic, but sometimes it can be kind of munched, munched together and you have both going on at the same time. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to really show the mental side of what's going on for a person who's going through a tough situation and, you know, and those triggers that occur that make a person act in a certain way. So that's what I really wanted to show. But manipulation is a, is a, is a tool that a lot of people similar to me use. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. gotta be, you gotta be careful, man. You gotta Definitely. be careful. Definitely. Okay. So one of the last questions here, CJ, I wanted to, because you mentioned dealing with sobriety, mm-hmm. like I'm, I have an addictive personality, so mm-hmm. I have to be careful what I enjoy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it, I'm, I'm gonna want to do this shit all the time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. But I, but I'm aware of myself. Like I'm, I'm keen to that. And I know, so I, I think sometimes people can see like someone drunk on the street corner or uh-huh. see someone on drugs on the street mm-hmm. corner. And you see them and say, that would never be me. I'm not one of those guys. I oh. see that. And I say, I need to be careful. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anybody can go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody can go there. And, and a lot of times what happens is it's called comparing out. You see somebody and you compare how you're not like them. But actually, mm. you are like them, and you're not realizing your actions are the same actions they had to get them there. Um, mm. And so, a lot of times, when you go into meetings and institutions, you compare out instead of comparing it, instead of looking Whoa, at some ways, how you compare how you, out instead of compare. That's that's big right there, CC. Yeah, and I, I I didn't I didn't I learned those in the rooms, <laughs> the, the rooms where, where you're going for self help or you're going to AA rooms or you're going to therapy or whatever. This isn't my genius idea. And it, <laughs> yeah, it's something that I've been taught. Um, hmm. But you got to compare in. You got to figure out what makes you like them to figure out where that that fault can come and you can end up in that situation. I'm I'm horrible at it sometimes. I compare out sometimes. Um, and you know it's. It's not necessarily saying that you're it's just you're trying to find trying to find the similarities versus the things that you don't have in common. You know what I mean? Because obviously, as I look at the person, that person looks disheveled. The person is wearing bummy clothes and all this stuff. That's not me because I'm just looking at everything that doesn't make sense. But what are the things that are making sense? Um, you know, and if you think that you have a problem with drinking or using, um, you know, you'll, you'll compare out a lot because you don't want to accept that you have a problem. I remember going back to acceptance is the hardest. It's the hardest part. Um, accepting that you can't control yourself when under the um, influence of something else. Definitely. Definitely. So brother, I thank you so much for coming and talk to me today. Well, tell everybody when yeah. is the movie available let's now? Let's, talk about, let's see. We can talk about that with the film really quick. So the film is called uh, Normalize. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to normalize the, uh, the movie.com um, and you can check it out. And the, the, the good part about the film is it's not coming out right now because we're waiting for festivals to come back. So we're waiting to hear back from Sundance. Um, and Sundance announces in a couple in a couple weeks whether or not we got in, um, which we're fingers are crossed. And we have a whole bunch of festivals that we know we're going to get into, but we want these major ones because we want the premieres. So you know, it's um, it doesn't come out until the festivals let us know. But yeah. it is it is now being developed into a network, um, a network series, a network drama. So the film isn't just the film is just the start. It was actually started as a proof of concept. It was made so I can go to the networks and say. I told you I can do it. Now let me show you more. Um, and so that's just actually the framework for how that show would look. So every episode is kind of the same idea where a guy's going into the podcast studio and he's having flashbacks, narratives, and telling his story. But mm-hmm. it goes, we raise the stakes. We go into a lot deeper issues um, using my podcast as the baseline. So, you know, that's kind of where this is all going. Um, it's, it's really exciting. Um, 
Um, there's ups and downs, but you know, that's with any business. And effectively I'm running a business. I was an executive producer for a film. Um, I ran a business um, mm -hmm. that brought a lot of employees and a lot of people on board to, to, to buy in and, and be a part of this project. And it's been an amazing experience. I'm so grateful for everybody who's been a part of this, part of this process with me. Definitely. Um, definitely. So, yeah. Normalized podcast, normalizedpodcast.com and normalize the movie. Um, you can find all that information, but yeah, the trailer is on the website. Check the trailer out. If you like it, let me know. Um, all my contact information is there. And, you know, that's we, we need to build that groundswell. Um, you're you're one of the few who've seen it. <laughs> we don't share it with everybody. So yeah. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It means a lot to me that you were able to take something from it. It really does. Definitely, definitely. And it, it, and it just reminded it. It was great how you started it, like you mentioned, which is important for creators to understand. Like if you're trying to get something done and you're and you, you're you're receiving help from someone or you're working with someone as a partner. Both of you should be honest. So if your partner says, hey, this shit ain't good. Right. You can't get down on yourself. You can't. You got to say, OK, how can I make it better? What ways can I make an adjustment? You know what I mean? Right. And watching right. the movie, it was it was spot on as a starter point right. for everything you're going to do about it later, because right. it, it it initiated what your initial reason for doing the show. So that was brilliant, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank I, you. Definitely, definitely. I wish you, I wish you much success, man. Once it actually comes out, I want yeah. you to come back and talk about your experience with it. You're gonna be a yeah. whole movie star and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You dream big, and yeah, I mean, I want to take this industry. Um, I've set my mind to it, and I figure if I've done it in engineering, I can do it in this. And so, yep. I, I, there's nothing that I feel like I can't do right now. So I'm, I'm going at it. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So everybody, do me a favor. Go to the normalize normalizethemovie.com yeah. normalizethemovie.com so you can watch the trailer for the movie give the brother some feedback when i talk about businesses when we talk about anything we're doing creatively you know one of the best things you can do to help us out is tell us what you think be honest you no know, you, you you have to say something you know what i mean tj be honest don't tell me what you think i want to hear you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? don't tell me what you think i want to hear that doesn't help me that doesn't help anybody in life um yeah. Tell me, tell me the truth. I'm sorry, my dog mm -hmm. walked in on me. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> on, on, on cue. <laughs> yeah, on cue. <laughs> yep. So everybody, please do me a favor and go check out the trailer. Check, uh, Google the Normalized Podcast as well. He has 40 episodes. Like he said, he's going to be starting back up pretty soon. But yeah. I think anybody dealing with something, anybody that has certain problems they've had to address in their life, they can definitely benefit from what the brother presents on his podcast. There's a lot of shows out there right now, like podcast from tv shows to a lot of there's a lot of creative minds giving you information in his approach to doing a podcast is something i've never seen before out of all the shows that we have available he found his niche so i think everybody will enjoy it so google his podcast look that up it's everywhere digital podcasts yeah, are available is. right cj yeah it is it's, it's on soundcloud it's on i got my website you can just go to normalizedpodcast.com and listen That's to all true. the episodes there um yeah. it's on apple it's everywhere um it literally is everywhere so yeah definitely it. definitely so this has been another episode man of the melanated convo podcast i'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to another show please don't forget to hit that like button hit the share button if you're listening on one of the digital platforms um, um make give a comment leave a review and the comments help me but like for algorithm purposes but really it helps me so it because people on my youtube page because when i first started doing all of this <laughs> my my skin wasn't so thick 
because I'm, you know, I'm in a, this new space and people would tell me shit they don't like or they would comment and I would want to go back at them a little bit. You know what I mean? So, but now I'm like, no, is that true? What they said about the pitch in my voice or something I presented, was there any truth to it? Like if we're going to get better as people, we got to be in a position where we're okay with someone telling us we're wrong or we didn't do something right. Like that's how individuals grow. You know what I mean? So support the brother CJ and everything he's doing. I appreciate everybody for continuing to subscribe and, 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 and be a part of my show. It means a lot to me. This has been another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. We out.